one one on BJ Ryan episode one hundred and thirty. Proudly sponsored by Betfair. Don't bet harder, bet smarter at Betfair. Back in one one HQ alongside the guru Terry Layton. G'day, Terry. G'day, BJ. How are you? I'm excited. Excited? Yeah. Yeah. You're excited. Oh, you've got your you've got your wish. Yeah. Things are happening. Things are happening. Things are happening. West Australian racing is surging forward, or it appears that way at the moment, following uh, the weekend's announcement about the pinnacles. WA Racing reaches new pinnacles, Terry. So uh, the railway, Winterbottom and Kingston Town have all gone up to $1.5 million. And the old Scahill Stakes has got more than a lick of paint. It is now $1.5 million race as well. Two weeks after the Winterbottom, which is perfect. And they are they're running a competition to uh, rename the the Scahill Stakes. So there could be an upgrade from the a race at Narragin to the... The one and a half million, or they'll give us the, the one grow one. up bread. <laughs> give us, give us the uh, the bread, the bread bags with Chav, or give us one of the. Uh, yeah. Well, some of our readers should submit the uh, the bread. Yeah, the one one, the one one classic. That'd be great. No, but uh, in all seriousness, there's uh, it was a terrific announcement. <clears throat> also, they they've uh, moved the Placid Art Stakes um, to the same day as the Champion Phillies, and it is now a five hundred thousand dollar twelve hundred meter sprint race. Uh, so basically brings it to the same level as the WA Guineas. So um, yeah, the, the the upgrade to the Placid Arc, the massive upgrade of the of the uh, of the Hill or the old Hill, and another five hundred thousand dollars to our already established three Group Ones. It's going to be uh, it's, there's going to be a fair bit happening come the pointy end of the season, Terry. It will be. I'm looking forward to uh, the first horse who will be to try and win the the treble. Mm. The railway Kingston because you can easily come back from the 18 to the 14. Some well, real good horses can. Obviously, yeah. wait for age level. So that'd be a week. Somebody, of, yeah, week somebody yeah. will have a go at it. I reckon at some point it'll be uh, fascinating. A few little things will change as well. We discussed uh, Elite Street going across for the Everest. Danny might now be thinking, "Geez, can I get this out to 1400?" You know, uh, I can confirm that that definitely has to be on the table. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I just literally just thought of that that second. Yeah. Um, but you'll see a few different mindsets. Do we skip this? Do we do that? Do we push on to the Kingston? The Kingston's a race we need to might need a few breaths of life because I'm worried that a few horses might skip. I actually mentioned this when we discussed it. Mm. I'm worried the Kingston could be the loser from the setup, and it might be it to might some be. degree. Yep. yep. But that's where I think the Eastern Staters who will relish the further journey yeah. need to come across and play a, exactly. a I think, part. I think, um, uh, I think it's been a bit – I think it got, was a bit light on last year because everyone was scared off by Western Empire. Um, but also no Eastern States participation. Or you only need two, three of those type of horses in those races and all of a sudden it, it creates the the excitement and the the, the size of the uh, of the field and the different form lines to, to create more activity there. Um, the – the, the interesting thing for me is just stretching really – the three-year-old ranks are going to be really stretched. Mm. So I'm just a bit concerned about how many horses we're going to have to fill up the Belgravia, Burgess Queen, Faritha, Placid Arc, Guineas. Like, I mean, they're all races that are already on at the moment. Mm-hmm. But when you're racing for 500000 to the Placid Arc, there's going to be horses that would usually go into the Guineas that aren't going to bother now. And I, th- I, I think initially they're going to have to put it on Build it and they will come. And then um, initially there might be numbers might be a touch light for all those three-odd races because there's quite a few features in that small mm-hmm. period of time. But over time, I think it will swell and, and people will actually target that time of year and and um, 
uh, especially with the the money on offer, like half a million dollars for a Placidite stakes. It's pretty pretty good tin. So yeah, yeah. Um, I saw Bob said he's really happy with the the prize money increase. So I thought that was I just thought that was quite funny. He usually <laughs> wins all the big races. Oh really, Bob? I would have thought you'd be flat about probably another million and a half going into your back <laughs> into your skyrocket every year. So yeah, well he did say on the radio that uh, that he um, every time he comments on prize money increases, it's uh, people think it's self serving, but I suppose when you what do you win oh, last fair year? Enough. What do you win last year? Couple Railway. Of couple of Bob, yeah. Winterbottom, Kingston Town, mm. Van Hempst, Perth Cup, and the WNBA. And then he said, oh, did he win the He said, I think the champion did he win the needs to go up? up as well. I think, have you, has he ever lost a champion, <laughs> Phillies? Here he may. He makes a good point. I, I, the, only, the only race that sort of got lost in the wash for mine was the old Perth Cup. Um, hopefully, uh, that that can be something that can be looked looked at in time. Give that a bit of a spruce up as well. And there is a bit of a talk about during the week about a potential slot race. And I know there's quite a bit going on behind the scenes with some uh, movers and shakers in West Australian racing that are actively working to get a slot race off the ground. So that's going to be interesting. The interesting thing is what race top it's going to be. So I imagine it's going to be a 1200 meter weight for age race. We've already got two of those in the Winterbottom and the Roma Cup. Uh, what day of the year is going to be run there's going to be some i saw on tab radio during the week suggestion to run it on perth cup day what is it does that take away from perth cup day it's the event itself is perth cup day an established enough event that this slot race can create another major event during the day like do we have to lump it onto perth cup day it will be a it'll be a turbocharged day don't get me wrong but is there another date on the calendar where this race could stand alone and create a whole new event for the wa racing calendar Away from um, away from the uh, the carnival, so yeah, there's a bit to play out in that regard. And just before we we leave this conversation and and uh, get on with our preview, just like to if you haven't had a chance, listeners have a um, tune in to the James Oldring interview on Tab Radio. You can find it on Twitter or any of the podcast sort of um, platforms that you listen to. Now James is the the new CEO of Perth Racing, and Parks brother. Yeah, he he uh, he spoke so well about the challenges that Perth Racing faces with the Pinnacles and creating the event, an event, racing based event worthy of um, those big five days that we've got coming up later in the year, Terry. So, and it just it, to me, like I know it's just words, and we've got to. We've got to walk the walk in West Australian racing, um, do a lot of talking, but now it's time to walk the walk. Um, it sounded like he he's a racing guy. He's had, got, had experience with putting big What's events. What's his Twitter handle? Uh, the Mug Punter. It's good. <laughs> Straight away, I like him. He looks like, he looks like <laughs> William Pike. And, uh, he looks like William Pike and his Twitter handle is at the Mug Punter. Yeah, next thing I you thought, know, I I'll, thought- be, I'll be the, uh, the vice. <laughs> <laughs> the Mug Punter and Perth Racing. Are, yeah, it sounds like a good combination, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's he's obviously got a lot of experience putting on big events in in um, Great Britain through his uh, through his previous roles in administration there, and just the way he spoke about create about how the focus of the racing world and um, in well the, the the nation anyway Australia will be on will be on Western Australia during um, that four to five week period, and it's important that we maximise that. But also from a West Australian point of view, it's important that that becomes the primary um, sort of social. Um, and cultural sort of event of that time period. And he sounds like he's really committed to, to making Ascot the place to be and creating different different vibes and different, um, I guess, themes for each of those days to attract 
um, larger crowds through the gate at Ascot to make the, um, I don't know, make uh, Western Racing that real centrepiece at that moment in time. Footy season's over. Cricket still hasn't got into full swing at that stage. So it's our time uh, in the on the calendar to really make an impact. So it was great listening to what he had to say. And um, so following on from the announcement, Last Saturday from Racing Away during Western Australia in Perth Racing about the pinnacles and then what the, the leadership has had to say um, on both organisations through James Oldring and David Hunter. Uh, very, it's one of the most – it's the, the most excited I've been about the future of Western Australian racing for a long time, Terry. It was a bit of intent. If he was a, if he was a hoop over the 1,000 metres on a front runner, you'd be pretty happy, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. there's a bit of intent, Sean. Yeah, I think he was an ex-jumps jockey as well. Oh, so he's got, he's got the bug and yeah. he's, he's, he can tell that there's that blend of um, – the putting on the event, but also making it uh, remaining racing focus, which is something I think we might have lost in recent recent times with um, focusing on other things. But if racing is a primary focus, we can operate around that and get people to fall back in love with West Australian racing all over again. So, mm. but something that might even start that process, Terry, is a cracking Belmont Guineas this Saturday. Mm. It's only the eight horse field, but it's a it's. Four of the best three-year-olds in West Australia are going to be um, are going to be clashing in a potential Bell one Oaks winner as well. Hang on a minute. Uh, I, I hope that's included in one of the four. I was going to say a little bit harsh, excluding Search and Rocks there yeah. from the four beat. You know, but, uh, uh, yeah, it does look a very nice field. I think Bell well, Six going to nom for Wednesday as well, though. So uh, we'll just have a look at that. But I, I haven't actually spoke to Luke about it, but. I, Knowing LK, I reckon we'll be going around here Indeed, on yeah. route to the Oaks. Velvet Queen had a little hoof abscess, which is obviously disappointing for connections, but you would have thought that would have been one of the major dangers mm. as well from a personal point of view. So exactly. quite excited about that. Um, a big day out of the races in two weeks' time. Oaks Day. Oaks Day. I won't even have reception for most of this meeting on Saturday, to be honest with you. I'm uh, away down south and uh, we've got a luncheon booked and uh, I'm pretty sure the, the venue we're at, I've had internet issues in the past. That's a really challenging time for that to occur during the uh, the dig date be optimistic material witness travel as well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, well coming coming off uh saturday Sinner last week could be an epic week yeah. for the for the for uh six syndications quickest so last six of the day significantly quicker than Nick, the, the carapalotto up and about carapalotti yeah no all of the uh yeah no crapalotti's up and about so we've got a we've got a good one very good. And just quickly, uh, what would you make of the Hyperion last Saturday? Captain Chaos, Chris Parnham, Michael Grantham got the win. However, the run of God has chosen was something else. Uh, yeah, no, it was a uh, it was a good win. Um, it was under a bit of pressure from the mm. 600. Uh, didn't look the winner in the run in that sense. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, good win. Nice uh Nice to see Mickey get his favourite horse up um, and over the line. Uh, geez, notorious one. Look, the winner at the top of the top of the straight. I was a little bit disappointed in myself with a couple of investments looking back. And I knew it at the time as well. I just convinced myself. I, and I just don't think Sean O'Donnell's the right hope for notorious one. And I, I, I knew that as well. And I spoke about that. And still, um, I, I just think, yeah, I just I just think notorious one is is ready to go boom with if you can get Clinton with the right run. I just think that that was, horse was is stick, oh, it, stick in the left Brad Palm. Yeah. Stick in the left Brad Palm. Mm. Exactly right. That was that was my thought process. That was I the key, that, goes, that was the key. You, you middled it there. It just needed someone with the left-handed whip riding to but, to straighten him up and get him accelerated how when wasn't, he came out. But how how, how isn't that a an understanding thought process going into it? Like but then he, how he, isn't that already get into the thought a, pre-campaign to get into a bumping duel with Goddard's Chosen. But it's going to when you go to the outside. Mm. Like you always have to ride it for luck and, and I don't know anyway. But um, And then there was Mervyn and Taj Dice. And Taj is still, 
learning his craft and he's one thing he's learning his craft slower than some other apprentices riding front runner mm. front runners he has, he's not necessarily really usually like that's Watson the, is just a gun or, thing, yeah exactly right it's usually something Kesha's is probably the the man um and that's probably the type of ride i think going forward that probably should be Kesha's. but the, the big peer over the shoulder on the turn on the night just laughing <laughs> deary mate. i'll tell you what though one thing that i know a few people did i actually did it for someone i didn't do it myself um and it's something that it was actually pete anthony's which taught me this uh, probably one of the greatest things you can do on Betfair is when you know a horse is going to tear away and lead like that, we knew that Mervyn was going to be in front of the bend. Like, what price would we have taken mm. that? $1. ten, And um, so you can put in the um, take-in play. So you take the whatever, Mervyn was 5 bucks a jump. You put in the $3 lay in play because it trades significantly shorter and your lay bet gets matched in the run automatically because it's that far in front and that's just how – that's just how it, how works. it works. Like yeah. Pete told me Alkaline traded sub $2 in the run. Like it was traveling the winner. Um, going back to the inside didn't suit it, but it was traveling that nicely. On the turn, it was $1.70 and that's thin, you know? So yeah. it's a it's a really good tool to use the uh, the back in the run. But yeah, bet, I'm still, I did it for someone, but I didn't actually do it myself because I yeah I think if I start laying off bets, you've got to lay them all off. So mm. just let them all ride. Grass it. So that was Captain Chaos. That was – Two feature race victories in a week for Michael Grantham, the trainer, and he'll be hunting a third this week with Devoted in the Belmont Guineas as well. So Captain Chaos beat God Has Chosen, Wild, Wild Run That. Um, geez, he's a good horse. Uh, Massimo third, Labor Rod, and even Maratino ran a cheeky race. So the, um, the follow-up run for the horses coming out of the Hyperion, uh, those horses will be looking at the 2,000 metres of the weight for Strickland Stakes in two weeks' time. So... Um, the series has been outstanding. I will say though that uh, the the Captain Cast has gone from a ninety-five to one hundred and six. I know I bang on about the ratings a bit, but um, that is a significant whack. That's eleven points for first prize of of 100, 109,000. and um, that I suppose it does hurt when it comes from a railway stakes point of view and future future programming. But I guess with the addition of the fourteen hundred meter. 1.5 million dollar the old scale then um that that the those rating points do get smoothed over but in but that's um still it's uh it's imperative in west australian racing to be as protective as your rating points at the pointy end because it just limits your racing opportunities so much so um mm-hmm. but anyway he, they've uh, marked deterrent Michael, be a deterrent for some of those lower rated horses to go into it potentially as well i think that's it, something that we need to be need to look mm-hmm. at if we're going to be whacking giving horses their full whack for Roma Cups, for Belmont Sprints, for Hyperions moving forward, that we're probably going to have to look at the prize money levels for those races to make sure that they match the potential ratings penalties moving forward. But anyway, um, plenty of things to be excited about in West Australian horse racing, including the Belmont Guineas this Saturday. So let's get stuck into this preview, Terry. Yeah, it's all happening. All right, make sure you stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the Market City Meets Get Out Stakes competition. And after uh, Timmy Years was stopped at the final hurdle last week by uh, the by the Green Tab sniper, Toby Dunn, <laughs> um, we have a couple of fresh faces. And what fresh faces we have. Chrissy Parnham returns, taking on his manager, Scotty Embry in a, uh, a it might a, be a grudge match. They might keep going. We'll see what a, happens. Bit of a coup. It is a bit of a coup. Yeah. Exactly right. So we're going to have a first of four just for the uh, special occasion. Yeah. We like to mix things up here for no particular <laughs> reason. So um, we'll make it a, a first of four. And uh, you're looking forward to having a chat with the lads. Very good. So that's Scotty Embry versus Chris Parnham in the Master. Well, that's later in the show. 
Now, Terry, what's happening in regards to the Betfair Edge, your Friday side gig? What's happening? Oh, it's all, Thursday, always it's happening. Gig. So, uh, Sammy's in charge of getting the guests this week, so I'm not sure he's getting. I think you mentioned might try Holly or Holly Watson, potentially. She's riding the, the champ in the guineas, so she'd be the obvious one. Oh, I would have thought it would have been the person who's got potential to own three winners at Belmont on Sunday. You could so, be your own special guest. Well, it could be four in total if you look at Advocator in Broome. But, oh. uh, <laughs> And we got the first, first law goes around in a couple of hours as well. So um, no, it's a pretty, pretty big day out there. It's mm. happening. So fingers crossed we can jag one. Mm, very good. All right. So check out the Betfair Edge on the SCN app. Um, let's get rolling, eh? Okay, it's time to partner with Betfair and preview Belmont Guineas Day, BJ Ryan and Terry Layton. We're teaming up to record episode 130, Terry. 130. 130. That's a lot of episodes of the 1-1. This is your West Australian Racing Podcast. It's just after 12 noon on Thursday, the 16th of June. Northern today, Carnarvon tomorrow, Belmont. Carnarvon Monday. Carnarvon Monday? Because of the rain. So oh, okay. Postponed. Yep. Very good. Carnarvon Monday. Uh, Belmont and Broome on Saturday and Kalgoorlie. The Goldfields racing on Sunday. Belmont Guineas Day, Saturday, the 18th of June. Uh, what are we looking at here, Terry? The rail is in the seven-metre position, maximum of 19. Very high chance of showers. We were supposed to have some showers yesterday. Did we get much? Uh, we, we were meant to not get that much yesterday, but to me it felt like it kept coming all day. But the, I mean, last week we were meant to get a little bit of rain. There was, uh, yeah, we were meant to get, no, we were meant to get a lot, sorry. A lot, yeah. And I think we only ended up with about five mil on the Friday and then Saturday it barely rained at all and Sunday it came down. So we ended up with a soft five and there were people allowing for soft, I mean, I was allowing for soft seven, so, heavy yeah. eight. So this week it does look like we're going to get it again, but um, the, yeah, the weatherman's all over the shop If yeah, it, in most professions. So he'd, he'd be sacked in most professions, I reckon. Soft five yesterday, uh, just jumping on the Chris website now. It's just when this rain is meant to be coming on. It's had, meant to be coming Friday, Saturday, and bang. Okay, so we've only had two mil last 24 hours, 41 mil of rain it? for the week, no irrigation. So basically the rain has replaced the irrigation. Yep. So, um, yeah, we'll, at the moment it's a five. I imagine if there's no more rain today, it'll be a four, and then it'll, we'll work backwards from there. If there's rain Saturday, Friday into Saturday. If it's what it says it could be, it could yep. get to a seven. And if the rain comes during the day, like forecast, it becomes very messy. Um, yeah. I, I've really, with my odds this week, I've almost just done them so flippantly and not. I'm not really perturbed. Like after what we saw yesterday with that, with the lanes at Belmont mm. and you had to be in a certain few pads or you couldn't win. Um, Inside. Inside, yeah. yeah. It was just sort of like three or four lanes you had to be in. It was... Yeah, it's crap, really. It's yeah. just not, and it's just it's becoming very pronounced every meeting at Belmont. But um, yeah, I think it's more just uh, throwing all those ideas out the window. So I think discussing in this preview will just be discussing certain horses, certain chances. But um, we might both like one that's drawn off and wide and a three wide line runner. And the way a track plays, you might be going, oh, you can't back it now. Or yeah, well, I suppose the, the fence. Could, the way the rain comes down, the fence could suddenly become off on Saturday, BJ, and, and it could be a, a different type of day. So I know well, I say this every week and I harp on way too much, but it's um, that was wild stuff yesterday. There was a couple of examples of that yesterday, wasn't there, where runners, I guess fancied runners, were uh, alongside each other. Uh, on the turn, some went inside, the others went outside, and the inside sort of seemed to um, yeah, seemed to have a significant advantage yeah. on the day. And the ones who were going around and trying to come down the middle weren't uh, – they didn't seem to be hitting the line, did they? So, yeah, it's a big black book. Make sure – if you if you want a real 
spend just 10, 20 minutes, go through the eight or nine replays yesterday and anything that f- made nice ground out wide, just chuck it in your black book and remember mm-hmm. it. I think a good horse, just to, just the way it has been playing, um, to get a great example through is a horse called Seduce May at one last Saturday yep. in a far better race than it competed midweek and it loomed and just pegged maybe a little bit on that midweek run, but that was the inferior going that day. It just it shows you how important the racing on the best going is. And the winner of that race come along the inside route, didn't it? Was that it did, Mahalia, yeah. yeah. And then Mahalia couldn't beat, um, I'm you, was it I'm Eugene? I'm Eugene. I'm Eugene. 348 <laughs> to one. So without the notification, it was Chris Graham to Jordan Turner, which might have interested a couple When of it us. crossed the line, I thought the Gurus had like a- Brad a, messaged a, me as well. I said, you were on this, aren't you? And yeah. I said, I probably should have been, but- Yeah, it had you I, uh, all over that result. Yeah, because I, I started looking for horses well-drawn, but I was yeah. actually uh, caught up with a couple of mates yesterday, Arvo, so I was- yeah, I was a bit half-assed, so they probably cost me finding a three hundred fifty dollar win. That's what I say. That's what I say. Anyway, bankers. All right, let's go. Eh? Let's go. Race one is the Happy seventieth. I guess that's a birthday. Costa. Happy seventieth birthday, Costa Madashi. Madachi. Madachi. Madashi. Plate uh, over the one thousand meters for the two-year-old. A friend of the show. LK Fernie has the short price favorite. Rumor says who couldn't have done a lot more on debut. Very impressive stuff uh, with CJP in the saddle. Uh, the juveniles, so there's eight in the field at the moment. Interesting that there was t- there was two thousand meter uh, two year races at Belmont yesterday. So there was a lot of double engaged across Belmont um, Wednesday and Saturday, and it's been reduced. So the Saturday has been the one that's reduced to eight. So really, it's uh, the LK Fernie runner here. That rumor says it has a sort of a stranglehold on the on the betting at least at this stage, Terry. Yeah, no, it certainly does. Uh, it's just a speed map thing here, really, for rumour says from Barrier 7. It, it looked like it had a pretty good gate speed, so they'll probably try to come to the breeze. Uh, Chrissy Graham, and actually he's no longer on. Chrissy Graham was on Bob McFerrin's Secrecy. It's now Brad Parnham. Mm, um, I'd suspect they'll try and ride it for speed. That was me more looking at the way Chris Graham rides. He loves to ride him hard early and yep. hold a spot. So now with Brad on it, there might be a little bit more... Um, a bit more guile on the ride. That's the word I'll go with. And um, in barrier one, you've got Holly Watts and Mitch Pateman. And what we've seen from Mitch, he likes his horses being sort of ridden forward mm-hmm. where possible. So they're the two, but neither of them looked that quick in trials. So no. rumour says it's got to be some chance to find the rail. Just a bit of BJ from there. Yeah, it's hard. It's, secrecy is the key to the race, isn't it? In, yeah. in terms of uh, we'll keep the map. If Brad Parnham and all with connections uh, request Brad Parnham be positive from six drawn underneath Rumour says, and come across and rail, rumour says has to do it a little bit differently than what it did on debut and sit outside later and see whether it's got the same explosiveness having to, to work from that position. Yeah, no, exactly right. So there are, yeah, it could be lights out over a 1,000 metres. A good one goes forward, gets it the same way. It's, it could be lights out. No peer tried really nicely mm. last campaign. Smoky Mountain didn't frank that form yesterday, so it's probably hard to come out. Work in progress is a horse that has shown enough at trials to be keen on. I reckon it might be one of the major dangers if something goes wrong for rumour says, but, um, yeah, quite start to the day. Yeah, I think work in progress is, for mine anyway, is the only real yeah. possible in danger. Mind, they're the only two I've got anyway. Yeah, as that one cool girl, gal trial form. I actually, the I don't necessarily see this as a winning chance, but I did like the run of is it DTA DTA from the DTA yeah DTA sorry DTA of course uh, da- <laughs> Daniel O'Connor DTA 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 fair enough. Um, uh, the debut performance from that filly. I did not didn't mind the way that um, she hit the line behind rumor says on that occasion but um but yeah the uh, rumor says 
looks to have a lot of class about it. And it's going to be interesting to see what work in progress um, does first up for good combination in Dan Morton and Very Chris good. Very good combination. Uh, race two is the, here we go, Zit. Free entry oh. to Belmont Park handicap. Tell you what, incredible. Not charging. Not charging. Still. Incredible, even with, well, we had a game for free this week. Own a horse. <laughs> when you walk in and it's free entry, it's just like you're yeah, like, yeah. just a massive, That's massive win to start That's the incredible. day. Yeah. So, Still in shock. <laughs> 2,200 metres. This was a advertised initially as a 72 plus. They couldn't quite get a top, top weight, so it's had to be scaled to a 70 plus. And um, that leaves double digit at the top of the weights there with 60, Ash Maley, Money Maley going for the claim with Taj, Dyson, and uh, I guess the one that most people will be focused on, Reliable Star, slides in smack bang on the 70 rated minimum here with um, Clint Johnston Porter, stable jockey for Adam Durant going on for the first time this prep. Pointer. Clint Johnston Pointer. P. Carberry, PJ Carberry on for her first two runs over a mile in 66 plus company. Both have been strong enough to suggest that she's ready to step up in trip. More than handy star on a day, reliable star. CJP flying, just a, he just feels like he's a level, he's ascending to he a is, level above everyone. At he the is moment. better than everyone. Uh, I was going to give you one bit of advice at the yeah. moment. If you're unsure, just back CJP. Yeah. He's riding better than everyone by panels. Yeah, he's riding he, confidently. He's, so, he's got so much belief now yeah. that he's. Um, and he rides just like Pike. Yeah. 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 He's going to get it wrong every now and then, just as Pike he did. But you can just, watching races as we do, it's just like this guy's just. He's just flying. He's yeah. just he's just a cut above at the moment. Is CJP really keen, reliable star here? What are your thoughts, Terry? Yeah, reliable star. Yeah, um, I saw a tweet from Mark Miller. Um, I think he listens on occasion. Uh, oh, he yeah. said a couple of, of nice uh, barrier trials there from reliable star, and I think he hit the nail on the head there. Uh, dropped out the back in a race dominated on speed by KMA, dropped out the back in a race dominated on speed by Savage One. Um, Paddy Carberry, last start on committed probably, it's probably my least, and I don't understand it from a senior hoop, BJ, but this is probably my most hated thing in racing is when you hit them with a stick when you're behind horses. Because the idea about using the shillelagh is to give the horse that impetus to find a length or, you know, but where, where do you want it to go? He's hit that while it's behind a horse. Like you can't go anywhere and the horse is travelling. That's just probably my biggest pet hate in racing. I just don't understand. All, and all you're doing is confusing the horse. Like that's just my complete and utter pet hate. It was a, a nothing ride and it's just, yeah, just be held up. Like you don't have to use the stick to show that you've, I don't know. Mm. I just, I really I'd have to check the head like on. It. I wonder whether he was encouraging it, trying to encourage it to oh, take I'd, a gap. Uh, it, just, it looks complimentary to okay. me. That's all it looked like. So just, just, just a quick uh, recap on the, the reliable star and what she's done over her career. I've got every single 2000 race listed here if you want to go through it. Yeah, well, <laughs> I've yeah, had it ready, yeah, to, go. Go. <laughs> it ready to go. go for it. One, tell, it's, tell them. One, it's Maiden in a strong 60 plus, beat Born to Try, who was going super at the time. We were on course that day in Bunbury, yep. BJ. Yeah. Uh, ran third to Salaya by a half length uh, um, in a. Carol race that was Natasha in a Natasha um, and that was yeah it ran it was deep in an Oaks uh, it failed that day but it was deep the trip in an Oaks so we'll forgive that it was beaten 1.9 Western Empire and a W I'm only going through the runs yeah, ran, yep. ran fourth in a Derby ran fourth in a Derby then ran second twice to Pure Devotion that was when Pike was on Pure Devotion and Holly Watson was on uh, Reliable Star then it was beaten as a dollar ninety favourite behind Black Shadow who we were pretty keen on that day um, well I was you were uh, and uh, Black Shadow at the time I thought well that's a little 
little disappointing. Still rubbing it in, but that's Black, okay. Yeah, <laughs> why not? Black Shadow came out to make that look form look very good at its next couple. So um, I just think this is an out and out stay. The fact it's changed to a 70 plus is even even better as a 70 Raider. Unreal. Um, Perfect. It's a swimmer. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, even money. This is, yeah, even money. Don't want to be getting too enthused about anything too short in these odd conditions, but um, yeah, I, it's it's the one I think. Yeah, pretty simply. Yeah, I'm with you there. So uh, not only can you get off to a fast start with the free entry to Belmont Park, but in the uh, in that same race, you can get off into an even faster start with the reliable start. We're pretty keen here at the one one. Okay, race three is a tap touch West Speed Platinum handicap over the fourteen hundred meters. Guru, what were your thoughts on the uh, West Peak Platinum? Uh, very good. I'm just getting the field. <laughs> I was having a look at odds. Uh, oh, my thoughts here were that the West Speed Platinum races are giving me the shit. Um, just hoping Halatorian comes back soon so I can the champ can go around and, and take one of these out. But uh, look, I have marked two horses at the head of my field here. Mm -hmm. BJ, uh, Annie's boy, back to the fourteen hundred with the Pontifon, and we'll probably give a uh, and glamour packed um, with the fifty four and a half. Right, barrier three, and we got left without cover. That wasn't Troy's fault at all. Um, he just happened to be in the breeze and featherweight got the back of the leader rather than the wire on the in the breeze. Mm -hmm. If it's in the breeze, I think Glamour Pack goes close. But Glamour Pack's a pretty one-dimensional horse that needs that cover, needs the card into it. And I think what you're going to find, BJ, is there's a massive gap between that 60-plus and back to these um, platinum races, which I think are producing nothing for my yeah, so. I've got exactly the same about Arnie's boy and Glamour Pack equal phase, 450 I was. Oh! What are you? 440. Oh, really? <laughs> wow. There you How go. That? Um, that's, that was my notes. Punch Breeze, mostly in harder race last start, Glamour Pact. Um, jumped some four, gets the gun run on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, I think, well, Gates of Babylon. Maybe. The rain will bring Snippy yeah. right into it as yeah. well. Snippy's Snippy a third, clear third. Snippy right. was almost career best to the day. Three wide, no cover the entire and still fought on uh, determinedly. See, Regal City's been moved straight up to Canava <laughs> Is it really? after its win. Yeah. <laughs> Must have been pre-planned, you'd think. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And I'm pretty one this race last year, same day. But uh, William Pike, William Pike was on, uh, was in the saddle on that. Actually. Should be carrying weight here. They've cooked this. He's not an apprentice's horse. I'm pretty. That's definitely one thing we know about. I'm pretty is yeah, not an apprentice horse. Best horse in this race. I'm pretty. But uh, I would. I if it was Clint Johnston Porter in the 61, that'd probably be me. Um, yeah, the desire to use apprentices on certain horses. I still think a lot of people get it wrong. Who would you? Would what? So I'm pretty. Is markers are only just going up. So. Yeah. We're a bit behind the eight ball here, but I'm pretty is about seven, seven marks. Seven marks with Clinton. Well, I'm pretty probably jumps ten. You reckon? Yeah, probably a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, with Clinton, what price? Five? Would you would you have it shorter? That's what I'm trying to ask. Um, I've got nine. I've got I'm pretty currently eleven dollars. Yeah, probably. Would you have it shorter with Clinton? I'd probably have it the same price. I've got Sippy Miss now six dollars. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. So, yeah. yeah. So why why claim? Like we're obviously just a just a couple of battlers mm. from the bush, but why claim if it's a better chance in our, in I think most people would say that. I mean, one yesterday was outspoken lad in the last one yep. two race of a sixty. You didn't have to claim with the fifty nine and a half. Mm. Um, Clint would have taken the right. I have no doubt. Like I, I think, yeah, I, I think sometimes apprentices are used on the wrong horses. 
That's all I'm trying to say. No, I agree. I'm in a real uh, know-it-all mood, so I apologise to everyone that I'm having we, we, we speak about this often on the show about how I've, so, I've sometimes, sometimes apprentices um, get thrown to the wolves a little bit early mm-hmm. in their career because they're not ready to be given so many opportunities um, at this level. Like it's so it's a responsibility of the trainers and the owners to make sure that they they're not, um, I guess, not putting riders on certain type of horses or on feature days or whatever that are, have the opportunity to overexpose them and that it can negatively impact the trajectory of their career. But um, yeah, I think we just got to be careful with, our, with, our, with, with asking too much of these juniors, especially in the social media age and the, 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 the fact that everyone watches everything now. So um, yeah, like these guys are still learning, learning the ropes. You got to pick and choose the right, right races for them. Yeah, so, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Anyway, I, uh, I, yeah, big fan of carrying weight. Yeah, um, the market with the way the market structure at the moment, Climber Pact is currently seven dollars across the board. Yeah, so. probably it's that type of horse. It'll, yeah, it's that type of horse that'll probably start that price. But uh, you'd think a few out of the market aren't really going to come in. It so I don't know what this one does. I, I can't see money coming much besides Arnie's Arnie's, Arnie's Don't think Gates of Babylon wins too many more. But being in front on a on a wet day can often be a, advantageous at times. But um, yeah, they're the two for me. Yeah, um, I think Arnie's and Glamour Pack will firm. Yeah, wouldn't surprise me if if that rail is really good. Sniffy Mist goes even better in the wet. So yeah. that I can see it happening and that's probably – that's why I'm not going to get too involved here because what I don't need in the opening six weeks of Belmont is Sniffy Mist to beat me twice. <laughs> so, yeah. Glamour Packed at the current prices, but uh, I'll have a look on the day. Glamour Packed for me also. Um, this is a good one. Race four. The Millie Park handicap for the three-year-olds over 1,200 metres. Good to see a 12-horse field in this uh, three-year-old handicap. Nice spread of weights as well. Um, we've got uh, Flying Missile, who's uh, all class as a filly. She's got 62, but um, Stable Apprentice, Neville Parnham Stable Apprentice, lacked out Romilly, claiming 1.5. Also got Snipperucci up in the weights as well, 59. Uh, they're opting for the claim. Stephen Miller's opting for the claim as well. Holly Watson down two on the quick backup after running second last Saturday. I like both of those claims because mm. you got horses that are going to go forward. Um, and, yeah, I don't mind that. I think they're good uses of the claim. Good I'll uses just, of the claim, yeah. yeah. That can be our new segment, good uses, good and bad use of claim. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, this is not a, not a bad little field at all. We've got hardly ever coming, oh, coming yeah. back out of a uh, raconteur we've got colossal who was a bit stiff not to make it three in a row the other day so um not secret trial super um and um uh, has a bit of ability coming to the races so there's a bit happening in this three-year-old handicap terry oh, there certainly is um i think the first thing just sort of look at is my marlena will probably cross snipperucci well it will should cross it's a very quick horse my marlena i really like my marlena as, as a race horse. Yeah, um, yeah just very deep into a prep now maybe and clint going on this is a funny one this is an occasion i probably would have loved to have seen cash on i reckon yeah and take those two kilos off um it's, we often talk about pikey on leaders he'd maybe start a little under the odds um, not that this is under the odds at all at the moment. Um, but, yeah, it's not. this is not necessarily the type of time I'd be as big that it's Clint Johnston-Porter. Um, for me, that means Snipperucci sits and that's not its go so much for me. So I'm probably happy looking around at the current prices. Snipperucci's 
Three fifty. They've just gone up on on the bet of sport. Um, hardly ever. Matt's nicely back down to twelve hundred. Two would have trust with Tash in the city. So four bucks is probably as low as you want to get. Mm-hmm. Colossal's the one to beat, but from the widest gate, five bucks is what I've marked it. I think that's that's fair if they bunch up. So the key is, do you think they'll bunch up enough for a horse to potentially come from last and win? And I'm not I'm not too sure. Um, I, thought, I thought Mar my Marlena has been racing really well, being allowed to just roll. To roll. Yeah, yeah, rock and it's roll. Got some strength behind yep. it. It's not, it's not a horse that's going to stop dead either no. and bring the horses dead last into it. It'll give a nice kick and probably run top five. Mm-hmm. So um, is that the way you're going, my Marlena? No, no, no. I was just, just from a sort of pressure tempo type of thing, just yep. sort of trying to work out shape-wise how, how it's going to look. Yep. Yeah, yep. flying missile. Yeah. Yeah. I think it can win, actually, flying missile. I yep. think Taj rode it well the other day. That was a very strong 66+. plus. It was a hot, hot race. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't mind it with Lactar from the breeze. It's just it's a lot of weight to carry, and you're going to have to be doing that in the slop. So that might be a query. Um, Sweet Tea, BJ, is, mm. is a really nice little horse, I tell you what. And if it's it looks in its recent trial like it learned a bit from its opening campaigns. I don't think it's winning this. But um, it's one I'm going to be following in a maiden, I'd say, somewhere soon. I'm probably taking a very short price after it runs a good sixth or seventh year. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, look, I'm, I'm, I'm open to backing any of these pending prices and pending what I'm thinking on the day. But, look, for the sake of a selection now, I'm going to go with um, – I'm going to go with Peter Nucky to ride his first winner coming back. I, you got a bit of merit. It's never been beaten in a troll or a race before, and that was the first time it's um, been knocked off. By yeah, Nick's and Acre. it was and sort I, of – we heard the whispers. I don't know if I heard it from you or wherever I heard it from, but I, I know that there was pretty big. I think Stevie Wolf was interviewed. They, there was a pretty big rap on Not Secret. That was quite the horse, and just don't think it turned up so much. I think it's just been a bit of a slow burn. Slow burn, yeah. yeah. Just maturity and physical strength. So, so yeah. Again, I, I thought I might see a bit longer than ten bucks. So I, I'm about seven or eight dollars, Not Secret type thing. But yeah. if they look like they make a little bit of ground, race one, two, three, I wouldn't be afraid of having a throw at the stumps if it drifts out a bit further. Yeah. I'm um I'm just a bit indifferent here. Yeah, that trial was a bit too too good to ignore, wasn't it? Mm. Time was there, got over the top of a bit of merit. Talking about trials that were too good to ignore, mm. I wanted to back a straight no matter where it went. Um, I couldn't – I just couldn't – because you couldn't map it. Mm. Dance session going mad. You got 60 and a half. I thought, it's probably going to sit deep with 60 and a half. Sat deep on the worst part of the track with 60 and a half and one light winks. Yeah. Like, like the trial suggested it would. So um, trials can catch you at times, but it's about, I think, picking and choosing the uh, – which trial, which jockey, which hoop, um, not which which jockey, which hoop, which trainer, what do they usually do? Um, keep in mind Natasha Faithful, who rode it in the trial, is a lightweight hoop as well. Yeah. So didn't have much on its back. I like hard ever. Okay. Yeah. And that's my that's the way I'm gonna be what I'm gonna be operating around in this particular race. Uh let a few people down when it got beat. Um, two starts ago. Uh this track and distance ran third to Sipperuch in Tadweir. However, Watching the Stewards Patrol vision um, was basically three wide, no cover from the 800 home. And I think that the way that that race shaped out with Stipperucci landing in the 1-1 and and that, that it would just – when it when it loomed, it just had it just had had to sustain too much too much of a run and was asked to do too much on that mm. particular occasion. So I think the run was better than it looks, even though it got beaten as a Delorady favourite. And then in the Rack and Tour, um, hit the line as well as anything. Its last two hundred was um, marginally slower than Rackanori, Rockanari, and Rockanori, uh, and was exactly the same as above the peg. And um, so that was that's a strong performance in a strong race. Surprised how far back she got? Yeah, mm. I, I I think 
that's not necessarily her go. She's got a bit of versatility, but it was encouraging yeah. to see at the end of 1400 her to be as strong as she is. Yeah, she was um, super. Yeah, so that's why I'm looking here. I think normal I mean, Larkin can use the gate. She's she's the one, isn't she? That's, that's the way it looks like. Yeah. Me, so. I just feel like, I don't know, I think just part of me wants to look at horses that are fresh onto the scene rather yeah. than sort of fifth up in a campaign. I don't know why. So yeah. I'm, um, yeah, in that type of mood. So sweet, um, sweet tea. Yeah. <laughs> not secret. Uh, hardly ever for me. Um, would love to see not secret run well for connections. Nice horse. Um, look, looks set for a nice campaign. So the K is um, silent too. Cannot. 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 Yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> that was race four. Shoot, we better we better take a break. We better. And because uh, it's happening. Scotty oh. Embry versus Chris Parnham, jockey versus manager in one of the uh, most sought after mastermind clashes. In recent memory, let's bring it on. All right, BJ, it is now time for the Mundaring Hotels WA Racing Mastermind competition. Much anticipated today as well. It sure is. Sure is. Mouth-watering contest about to unfold. The Mundaring has been the heart of the hills since 1899, located in Jacoby Street, Mundaring. So uh, if you're in the neighbourhood, drop in and see Ian, Butchie O'Connor, feed Flutty, Flutter? Flutty. Flutty, I've done that Love before. Love a good right? flutty. <laughs> Froppies, uh, big deck. Um, yeah, make sure that you uh, support the good folk up there at the Mundaring Hotel. Um, yeah, and then don't forget to let them know that you listen to the 1-1 one, one also. So we've got a special contest today, Terry. This has been uh, in the works for a while, but we've managed to piece it together. Thanks to, uh, thanks in part to Brittany Taylor, mm, who, made it uh, happen. who was the mediator in this uh, negotiation. But, yeah, let's welcome. Like, who's that famous boxing promoter? Don King. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's a bit, a bit like Don King in this A bit situation. like Don King. Two heavyweights. Here we go. So let's welcome Scotty Embry to his very first mastermind. Scotty, how are the nerves? Uh, hi, Bernard. Good to uh, be on. Thank you to Terence Keith and yourself for having us. Yes, we organised this last week. And considering what went on shortly after, I think I'm – in all sorts. Chris and Geordie were in the room and uh, Geordie said, oh, there'll be a Belmont Guineas question. And so Britt said, who won the 2011 Belmont Guineas? And then Geordie and Chris had an argument of whether it was the Underwood or Rohan. So I'm in all sorts. <laughs> oh, dearie, mate. Well, don't worry. I've tried to get as many uh, as many dirt questions in there as possible, but I don't think uh, I don't think any made them through the sieve, unfortunately. With Terry, DJs, Terry has taken uh, taken over the writing of the questions, so there's yeah. going to be there's going to be a few. <laughs> Few wild card questions uh, to come, so uh, this is going to be a bit of fun. But we better welcome back Chris Parnham. He's had a few goes at the Mastermind. He's one of our favourites here. Chris, on your way to the races today, but thanks for giving up your time to take on your your, man- your manager and one of your good mates, Scotty Embry. Uh, yeah, no, thanks for having me on. Uh, looking forward to uh, seeing what happens here. <laughs> That's a confident man. I reckon. Last time, looking forward to seeing what happened to you. Last time you were on, you went in a uh, very short price, probably Winks type odds favourite yeah, against un- uh, against Geordie Turner. And I tell you what, Geordie uh, ran the race of his life en route yeah. to winning the uh, the whole competition. Uh, yeah, you're confident you can make amends today, Chris? Ah, <laughs> uh, confidence is a little bit uh, damaged last time I was on, so. Um, <laughs> Probably not as confident as I have been in the past. Just, just a quick, quick recap, uh, Chris. Were you surprised at, at at Geordie's elite level performance in the last two weeks of the Mastermind tournament? He just peaked at the right time. Mm. Was that a surprise to you, or did you always know that uh, Geordie had it in him? Uh, if 
you know, I thought behind myself, it was a, if there was anyone that, you know, would know as much about racing as me, it would be him. Because <laughs> we've studied it. We've studied it since we were little boys, so we uh, we know all about it. It was a good training performance, wasn't it? It was. Peak to peak right at the right time. Hey, Chris, before we get into the mastermind, I just wanted to ask a, que- ask a question about the uh, some of the lanes we're seeing at Belmont at the moment. Uh, yesterday, uh, Wednesday, it was a really hot sort of nearish the fence. What's your, as a hoop, what's your take on those type of lanes and how is it riding it? Uh, how is it riding on, on those type of tracks when, um, geez, you, you have to sort of, you have to ride certain lanes so specifically? Is it Does it give you the shit as much as it does the punters? <laughs> um, yeah, oh, I probably don't tend to notice there's a lane until the meeting's over, which doesn't really help me. But um, <laughs> the I have noticed that Belmont season that um, at certain meetings, being on the inside is um, far more advantage than mm. being managing to run onto the outside. So, uh, but. I don't know. It'll probably turn around soon when all the rain comes and the fence will be quicksand. All right. It does happen. It does happen. We uh, we ready to go? Yeah, let's rock and roll. I'm excited about this one. So we're going to do a first to four. First we're not going to do the first to four. We just don't want there to be any excuses. You know, we know that you guys spend a bit of time together and obviously have to talk a bit during the week. So we don't want there to be any uh, ambiguity. Ambiguity. Jeez, ambiguity. Yeah, ambiguity. Whatever. However you pronounce that word. I got the wordle in too today. Oh, way, well, BJ, yeah. So, yeah, thanks. I love it when Terry's involved. There's random questions and we've got a first to four. So uh. yeah, it's just... <laughs> We, we don't want there to be any uh, any confusion on the winner, so. No all right. excuses. All right. Okay. Uh, Scotty Embry, are you ready? As I'll ever be. Chris Parnham, are you ready? I'm ready to go. All right. Three, two, one. Who am I? To say I had a unique racing journey would be an understatement. My career begun in 2009, and at the peak of my career, my rating was a Metro 94. It finished a country 61. I competed at listed or above level on 15 occasions, winning once. I was unplaced at the other 14 attempts at black type. In fact, I only won one other Metropolitan race in my entire career, which was just a 0-72 to handicap. Only two jockeys won on me on multiple occasions, both twice. They were Brad Parnham and Janae Grigsby. Janae actually had a 100% record aboard me, steering me to victory at both Yalgoo and Mount Magnet. Chris. 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 Ah, Guest It is. Brad was on board for my biggest victory. Sasha Starling, Troy Turner, and Jared Noski were the other successful hoops aboard me, with Chris Parnham going zero from three. Oh, from three. Uh, Chris actually claimed the full four kilos the first time he rode me in Mount Barker. Uh, I retired finally in 2016, and my name would be associated with a section of a large house in an affluent suburb. <laughs> I am uh, I am guest wing. Hey, Scotty, I chucked in the Metro 94 to Country 61. That was aimed at you. I thought that was your type of... Uh, clue that might get you into it early yeah 2009 Chris and I were in school and uh, clearly I was paying a bit more attention than him (laughs) (laughs) all right Chris won Scotty yet to score next question dream lifter won the 2016 Mungrup sprint Tiger Pete finished second 
The third horse from that race is still active today. Who is that horse? Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> I've given you guys no half volleys here, by the way. Right, okay. So is that the day that Mitch Caitlin gave the biggest salute of all time? I think it might have been. I think it was a two and a half length win, yeah. <laughs> He stood on the Cormac and I were bookmaking that day, so I should have some sort of idea. Uh, I've got to give you the three-second countdown, lads. Three, two, one. And oh, you'll be disappointed. You'll be disappointed. Old corporate larrikin has run third that day, still going around. The only horse from that race is still be going around. I think they all retired about eight years ago. Uh, I think he's retired. Corporate yeah. larrikin. Yeah, oh, I think it's Oh, uh, well, Terry's on negative one. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, off to a, I'm off to an ordinary start here, lads. So this uh, is why we get beat out to do the questions. <laughs> All right, here we go. Which David Harrison trained Galloper first tasted defeat in the 2009 Winterbottom Stakes after winning his first four outings? Chris. Chris. Oh, that's good. <laughs> That's good stuff. You've been a bit harsh on Scotty. On Dave Bell and I'm – that's fair enough. Yeah, but 09, I don't even think he was in the game. Were you yeah. in the game then, Scotty? Yeah, I've I've, I've gone some some early ones, but, geez, Scotty's a smart man. Yeah, all right, all right. Chris, two, Scotty yet to score. All right. Who is the current trainer of 2018 Belmont Guineas winner, state prosecutor? Scott. Scotty. This is more my style, Gary Delane. <laughs> Gary Delane. Gary Delane. Oh, is the correct. Very uh, going around in Geraldton. State yeah, still battling away. Still battling Just away. taking it one race at a time. All right, this is going to be interesting. This is going to be a very interesting question we've got coming up here. All right. Comfort Me won the get-out stakes on Belmont Guineas Day last year. Who rode him that day? Great. I don't know, Major. I thought I, thought I heard <laughs> the skirt. I thought I heard I thought, the skirt. I I heard the Chris skirt. has been upset a few times in the past. So I'm not willing to make the, the adjudication here. Do, do either of you feel like you were second? Uh, well, I heard – well, I don't know. Scott would have heard his name first and I heard my name. I thought I heard the yeah, I, 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 I reckon I was a, I reckon I was a moral, surely. Uh, I, I thought I heard the sk- Okay. Scotty. Is it the person I'm assuming is driving Chris's car? <laughs> Who wants the answer, please? Yeah, he said it. Did he? Yeah. He said Jack? Yeah. Okay, very good. What's the score? It's two all. Two all. Two all. all. And we'll, 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 get the stewards, we'll get the stewards to review that footage, Chris. We'll Don't the, worry. We'll get the Hawkeye under it. Oh. All right. <laughs> who, who rode? Summer's Touch to win the 2013 Belmont Guineas. Scott. Oh, Scotty. Scotty. Oh, Ben Patterson. Oh. <laughs> Banjo. Uh, that was for uh, Adam Durant, I believe. The Summer's Touch, the 2013 Belmont Guineas. All right, this is... Uh, this uh, DJ, I've got a question for you. Yes. I think he's a greyhound steward, is he not? Yeah, too strong. <laughs> <laughs> he is a greyhound steward. Good luck to uh, to Benny Banjo Patterson in his new career working for Racing and Wagering WA. All right. 3-2. Three, 3-2. Two. Three, two. Who beat Elite Bell in the 2013 RJ Peters Stakes? Chris. 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 Oh, I was going to say 
Um, three. Oh. Two. I was going to say Machino, but that's not that. Incorrect. Scotty for the steal. I think I know this because I backed Rohan, who ran third. I need your answers um, straight away. Three. Peter Hall. Peter Hall. Um, Two. Terrific. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, oh, no. dear. He hasn't just terrific, does he? <laughs> I didn't think anyone would get that one. Oh, that's wild. Scotty Embry is the master one. Was that your Google loading? Was that the uh, internet loading in the background I heard, Scotty? No, well, Rohan won a Belmont Guineas. I thought he might be a question. Oh, oh stop me. it. Oh, you could hear Scotty's mind ticking over, couldn't you? Deary, man. Peter Deary. Hall, blue colours, terrific. Well done. That is 4-2 victory. Scotty Embry in the jockey versus manager grudge match. Scott, initial thoughts as the, uh, as the new mastermind of West Australian horse racing. To be fair, I thought the only person that could really beat me would have been Jay Rooney. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dearie, Matt. Tell you what, that was that was a high quality, uh, high quality outing. I expected there to be a lot of uh, misses with some of those questions we lobbed in, but dearie, me, it's uh, yeah, that was one for the ages. What a secret! What a secret! Do you know that it actually won its first four win, uh, its first four races by a combined seventeen point one lengths as well. That was a little addition if nobody got it. Yeah, very good. I, I was I was thinking Shydell, and then I thought, no, she wasn't that good. <laughs> oh, Scotty, congratulations, mate. So is this a one and done, or are you, are you uh, um, in a position to be joining us regularly uh, to try and defend your title? Oh, you get desperate, but Annika's sitting in the passenger seat beside me giving me complete evil, so I reckon <laughs> I'll run my run. Oh, well, thanks, thanks for uh, thanks for joining us, Scotty. It's been uh, it's been good fun. Chris Parnham, unlucky again today. We're going to have to the, the stewards are going to have to view the uh, mm. the the, uh, the Hawkeye there to see uh, see whether the skit or the cut got in first. But we're pretty confident the skit got in first on that question there. Thanks again for joining us, Chris. You're a good sport. Much appreciated. All right, no worries. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks. Quick recap on the mastermind. What do you think? Ah, uh, oh, epic, wasn't it? Yeah, mm. I thought uh, was Chris Turnial up two one up at least. Yeah, and um, I thought from there it was going to kick clear and uh, it was going to be a, a procession. But uh, two nil, no, two nil, he was. He was yeah. Jeff Swing, Waratah's secret. Yep. Then Scotty got it was two nil. Scotty yep. got Gary Delane and the controversial Jade McNaught in the Belmont. <laughs> the yeah, comfort me right. That would have made a thrill. Uh, Scott got in first. I uh, know, no doubt, Chris knew the Ben Patterson. Uh, question there and it all boiled down to randomly the 2013 RJ mm. Peters Stakes Chris went for Machino incorrect it was in fact terrific for Bruce Watkins and Peter Hall it is random as well and people probably wonder how I come up with that we just uh, <laughs> I just click on a horse that's running this weekend then follow another horse because through Chris you can click on horse's name the next thing you know you end up back in 2007 and you <laughs> yeah and then, oh wait on that one that race that's interesting it goes in so one and done, there Scotty Embry. Yeah, one and done. Good on him. Just bang, dang. I don't know. I might be able to coax him out. Yeah. To go around number two next week. We'll see how we go. But I'll tell you what. Chris is – one thing about Chris is we only get him on the show to take on the big names. Yes. Like, he only takes on the elite. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'd, uh, I I still uh, I still reckon Chris is uh, – He's one of our better competitors with that. He just he's run into some very, very hot gallopers. Mm. Scotty might have to act as one of our uh, gatekeepers as yeah. well. If any, someone gets hot, yeah, he we'll might have to be uh, like our uh, third 
if, if someone's going for four straight, well, yeah. we bring him in. Well, and it's hard to hear for Toby because he's too busy time ruining everyone's price for a green <laughs> tab. So. <laughs> so that is the Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind grudge match. It was an epic between uh, Chris Parnham and Scotty Embry, the manager comes out on top with a 4-2 victory. Scotty, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know whether pub food is his go, is it, Scotty Emery? I think he's, nah. he lives a bit, bit of a healthier do lifestyle they, do these they days. Serve, do they serve caviar? <laughs> do they have a helipad nearby? <laughs> I'll have to talk to Butchie to see whether Scotty can uh, land his chopper up there at the Monday. Oh. But, <laughs> but right. anyway, mate, there's a $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring. It's going to be in the mail to you, Scotty Embry. So... Uh, use it wisely and um, yeah that is a fantastic edition of the Mastermind and we'll be back next week I guess with two new uh, new faces so we certainly will be yeah, once again always looking for talent to come on to the Mastermind actually you don't even really need a whole heap of talent you just want to come on and have a bit of a laugh and have fun uh, on the one one then uh, we're all for it but uh, always looking for new competitors here on the Mastermind so uh, hit us up at the one one pod on Twitter let us know if you want to have a crack and we're back, Guru. It's race five, the Crown Perth Handicap graduation. 1,400 metres, full field of 16 to face the starter. Mm. Does, uh, does this does this field get uh, you um, up and about? Was some, what, are we, what are we thinking here? Uh, I'm going to keep it pretty simple here. The, the two runners I, I really wanted to focus on mainly were um, Galactic Storm Stylax. I it's, we'll talk about Billy Ray later, but a lot of people have Billy Ray Scars from early in their career. A lot of people have Galactic Storm Stars. What have I? I've sat in this podcast and just knocked it, knock, knock, knock every single start. Well, it's last three on a Saturday. It started way under my price, and um, it's worked out for us. Last start, it was stiff. Still think it. I don't know if it gets KMO, but it was stiff. Um, but I just think this looks a pretty good setup. The twenty eight days is a worry. I, I'm hoping that's just a, a programming, programming thing, and yeah. not a not a setback. But uh, it does look a night, nice race for Galactic Storm, well related to Superstorm, who obviously gets the these conditions well. So that just gives me a little bit more, um, a bit less concern, maybe BJ, that it's it's going to have any issues with the conditions. But uh, yeah, Galactic Storm ready to win. I think if you're getting near that four dollars, that looks close enough. That's probably about rightish. It'll probably get well backed and start shorter, as it seems tends to every single start. But um, yeah, runs a race. Stylax loves the wet. Kersley Yard is flying. Uh, only beat Oxbridge last start, but found a bit of trouble in the straight and sort of had to do it. Not as um, not as easily how's as it would the, like, but the, it's going like Stylax is racing like a winner. How's the turnaround been? Like Kersley Yard. Fr Kersley. He's lately. using yeah. He's using more seniors. It's a big. There's a big correlation. Uh, a lot of the. Hoop, hoop selection. Yeah. Yeah. It's massively interesting. It's a big correlation, I reckon. So, um, yeah. So, look, Stylax could have too big a head start if Troy Turner can land on the back of the speed, pop out, get going. And, yep. and that could be very difficult um, for the rest of them. So, if you're looking for a wild one here, uh, a late price Rocky Path loves Belmont, loves the slop. There's enough speed in this with Real Senor. Um, Nobility might roll forward native uh, and Native Chimes. And that, to me, looks a bit stoppish, that speed. Um, we get a nice bunch to finish. I really like Natasha going on for Christy Bennett on a back marker. Gets in on the minimum. Um, probably goes around 30, 40 to 1. Could be a little throw at the stumps on a wet day. Yeah, I, I really like Galactic Storm. I think this is um, 
Two starts ago was really well fancied against Zafira and the Velvet Queen uh, was a, was a good run. And then I tend to think it probably wins if it gets clear. Gets out, just gets. And the reason I said it probably you might not win is because I was on K Mo. So I'm oh yeah, I was on, I was on K Mo as well. <laughs> I never like thinking that one of my things didn't didn't wasn't going to win. Not its merits. Yeah, I just <laughs> that was purely for my own. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so just, just I caught a bit of the side on sort of vision there and CJP just had a lap full and nowhere to go and acting God, of course, is, um, was the horse that he was following, couldn't couldn't quite get through uh, in time. D, uh, our man CJP on Galactic Storm Luster, the format of that race is, uh, is decent and um, kept out of trouble. Uh, I can see this. It just, just feels like a really good setup, um, class-wise, for a three-year-old at this time of the year. Um, Galactic Storm and um, 28 Days is interesting, and Stylax is going to have field position, um, race sort of that hard, hardened sort of form there. Um, loves low draws. It can just sort of drum, sort of suck along behind the, the speed there and just peel it into open open space. And I think, Terry, I think you're right there when you said it's going to probably hit the front and look the winner and it's going to be whether Galactic Storm can get over the top of it. Yeah, Brad, went, thought, up, Brad went up 10 bucks, Stylex. Okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> Come on, Bradley. Is that a moment? Yeah, it's a little moment. A little moment? That's a little silly moment, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then just whether uh, CJP is going to have Galactic Storm in a position to be able to motor over the top of Starlax there, but I'm pretty confident he he will. He's flying at the moment, which we've already spoken about. So I was 350 Galactic Storm, yeah. 380, 370 was best at the moment. Yeah, I think something high threes would be a pretty nice price. The thing, the reason I've really narrowed down on those two BJs, I can't, the rest of the field doesn't get me so mm. much, you know. That's why I'm talking about Rocky Path is probably my third elect. Uh, my Fury's third in the market. Chris Parnham has obviously opted for Savinick from 15 over My Fury, so that's not a good push. Um, my boy Eddie, Ginger Green, they're your next couple in the market, Divine Beast. I'm, I'm pretty happy taking them all on. So, um, yeah, focus on the pair of uh, a pair of them. My boy Eddie. Galactic Storm with you, though, definitely. Ah, uh, yeah, my boy Eddie, my boy Eddie. Meh. Meh. Yeah. Meh. Yeah, just meh. Meh. Okay. Yeah, it does it, it never uses its gate either, my boy Eddie. So Yeah, that's true. It's not really one that uh it can win without me, as they say in the classics. Fair enough. All right. Race six is the Ascend Sales Trophy handicap. Uh what have we got here, Terry? It's a it's a really good one here. It's a 78 plus 1400 meter contest. An issue there was 11 acceptors. We've had a scratching. Number three, yeah, Darty is out, which has a Impact a little bit on the speed map if you were thinking Sean O'Donnell was going to roll forward there with Yeah Darty. But uh, quality 78 plus headlined by the top weight. None other than the champ. Dig deep. It is. I'm glad you went there first. would have been disappointing if you didn't. Um, yeah, no, I uh, – Blasphemy. Blasphemy. I'm a bit, uh, bit flat. I won't be there to watch the, the champ. I think it's I think it's winnable for, for Dig Deep as well. I, it probably finds a couple um, – a horse like Star Trade down on the minimum. Probably too good with the six-kilo, seven-kilo swing. But um, I reckon um, that there wasn't a huge amount of effort put in to the ride on Dig Deep last start when they straightened. Um, I told you yesterday, watch it alongside Captain Chaos at the 600. Tell me who, who you want to be on at that point. And Dig Deep was travelling a dream and Captain Chaos was underwriting. And um, the moment Dig Deep got into the straight, saw, got off the back of Laver Rod, who it looked to be travelling better than, um, was hit with the stick once and then that was it, just sort of sat up. Just no real intent to the line whatsoever. And if you watch its final 100, actually, I thought it hit the line not for a horse under no sufferance. I thought it hit the line really nicely. So um, my, I was disappointed there was no, yeah. My personal point of view is it looked like he wasn't giving Paddy Carby a very good feel and he sort of sat up on him. Uh, but then he sort of grabbed the steel a little bit late. 
Um, but I gather that he pulled up fine with with no issues. So um, we march on to this seventy eight plus. But I'm, I'm with you. It looked like he had more to give, and then Paddy was like, "Oh, something doesn't feel right here." So, yeah, I wasn't there last week, so I'm not looked sure after him yeah. in that sense. But uh, yeah, something like that. Um, <laughs> um, it's just yeah, another pet hate of mine. I think. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, how many people am I upsetting? <laughs> Sorry, everyone. <laughs> Well, nothing's personal. Um, yeah, this is a, it's a great race. You can uh, look at it many different ways. I think Star Trade will be super popular down on the 54 and a half. Um, not too many times, especially in Jero, that Star Trade would have uh, been afforded a good gate as well and be able to go through runners. Last time, last time at 54 was in the Batavia. Yeah. And it was three or four wide and last and rocketed it's home tens to four. Tens yeah. to threes as well that yeah. day. Um, one by Kenny. Kenny, Kenny Lark. Lark had a good result. Uh, Kenny, Kenny Lark, Lark that day. Sun Sun, yeah. Jericho had a good pack of the Quinella as well. That was a that was a good day actually. Yeah, sorry, I'm just reminiscing. <laughs> um, just yeah, th- so th- thinking back to better times. <laughs> Star Trade got the right run last week with the way the race uh, panned out and eventuated. Yep. Uh, has to handle a wet track, so it's a little bit of a unknown in that sense. But uh, yeah, Star Trade will be popular. I, d- I still don't want to go any shorter than four bucks with my pricing, so I don't know if I'll get a bet. What are we talking at the moment? About four. Uh, yeah, about four. They're about the same. Um, Star Trade and All Day Session. Yeah, All Day Session's got the bar shoe on and it's a query at the 1400. Definitely gets the going. But uh, for me, that means we've got to triple that price, unfortunately. Just can't have it. If it's going to be four bucks, we'll take it on. It could beat me. The dreaded. Say, uh, the dreaded. Mm. So, and this is going to, the one thing about this race, it'll be a truly run 1400 with That's Funny As involved. <laughs> so, and Taj. Um, and Taj, exactly mm. right. So you'd be, uh, yeah, you'd be forgiven for backing that. I'm surprised That's Funny As is 10 bucks. With its style of racing, loves the wet, big trial winner. Um, it'll just get to the front and roll along. I'm eight nine, so I'm not. I'm not backing it. It's not I funny. Still, as still don't think Taj has was, completely got those eight dollars. Yeah, yeah. So, but I'm just. I thought it was one that I was too long on, and it would just jump shorter. So that surprises me a little bit. Watch me dance, and that's excellent dream of the two nicely mapped horses. Yep. They park right in there behind. Uh, that's funny as an O B H dig deep should be just behind them from Barrier Four. I like the booking a Lacta Romoli. So with um, with yeah, Daddy out now. Is that does that leave OBH in the breeze? Yeah, well, that's yeah. funny. As often doesn't have a breeze horse. Yeah, it's, that's uh, true. Because the way it marches, so I reckon the Taylor camp will be saying to um, to Kesh, mm-hmm. "Don't be afraid to toe ball it if you can." Yeah. Um, and then you'll have maybe excellent dream three. The fence, watch me dance. Almost end up in a mm. tough spot. So it'd be I interesting. Just, I was just trying to work out what they might do with the last of the line first stop. I'd just go back. I think so. With the yeah. 62, yeah. yeah. Just, you're not trying to win this, I don't think. You're just trying to go around. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Current prices, it's stick it's deep each way, I think. But uh, I think <laughs> I think his race is in two weeks. It is. It actually is. I haven't, I haven't tipped deep, dig deep seriously. And yeah. I was, uh, you know the whole way through the carnival. Yeah. I was 50 to 1 when he was 10 to 1. Like, yeah. I gave him none. Yeah. Um, always drifted out to 50 to 1. But, um, yeah, I, I don't think he's impossible here at all. He's gone well in, in pretty inclement conditions as well. Mm. So he's fit as a fiddle. Would have won the Hyperion if ridden out. So, yeah, that's a joke. <laughs> I was 450 all day session. Deep. All day session star trade prior to the uh, notification of the the shoeing change. The dreaded. The dreaded. Uh, so, yeah, I'm pretty. I think this is a great race for star trade. Third up for the Morton camp. Drops four kilos. Gets a gets a gate. Um, looks a real nice option for him. It's going to be interesting to see. Uh, he gives you the feel of a horse who who's a 78 plus horse and potentially better. So this is a good test to see where he's at talent wise. Um, moving forward into his preparation, and if he's as good as I think he is, I think from the 
the race shape and the setup he's going to get, I think he's going to be strongest late at Star Trek. But I do feel as though Watch Me Dance is yeah. primed and this is going to be – if she's going to win one this prep, this is her race, I think. Yeah, I, yeah. I agree. I think Watch Me Dance and Excellent Dreamers are the two mapped horses. There yeah. wasn't much between their two runs, almost. I think Excellent Dream might have been slightly better on the line because Excellent Dream got chopped out by the horse that laid in on it. Might have been another one, son, actually. Um, but there was very little between them. Yeah, what like we I mean, saw in the run. I mean, Watch Me Dance followed, followed other one son the yeah. entire <clears throat> with weight. It was uh, yeah, and yeah, so much of a muchness. But yeah, yeah. Um, yeah she, prior to that, obviously he ran second to God has chosen. She's she's been really good all prep. Just hasn't been able to you know just to knock it out of the park. And if Star Trade doesn't turn up for any reason, I think this could be her race. What price are you, champ? Dig deep. Mm. I was thirteen dollars. Mm, it's not as much respect as one should show, but that's that's all right. I'll forgive you. <laughs> I'm wounded. What price were you? Nah, yeah, don't know. It's about right. Uh, <laughs> Two dollars fifty. I'm, I'm gonna probably back it later. Um, <laughs> no, it was. I don't know. High single figures. I think it's a fair price. I think. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, in the Hannons, we carried three or four kilos yep. more than that's funny as sat deep the trip and um, should have won. Yeah, we should probably won. So I, I think he carries weight well. I think Lack does a suitable hoop. Um, yeah, I, I think he runs a race here, but I think in two weeks' time of the mile because he likes me being on course. Um, yes, I think he'll run a better race then. But uh, current prices, Star Trade's just over mine, and Dig Deep is over my price each way. Okay, here we go. Race seven. It's the Waroa Belmont Guineas. What? Wow, Wow, Roa, sixteen hundred meters over the mile at Belmont, one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars on the table. Uh, spin, uh, yeah, it's been a quality race over there. She's a charmer last year. KC Mystery Miss State Prosecutor Variation, great shot. Won the Belmont uh, Guineas en route to winning a railway stakes later that year. This is about seven who am I's in there from the past yeah, few weeks as well. Yeah. Uh, good horses, tradesman, Grand Nirvana. Going back through the field, there's uh, there's always a, 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 a there's always a three year old ready to make that leap in the uh, in the winter, and um, we've got some geez, we've got some quality. In this eight horse guineas on Saturday, we've got Devoted, Rockinori, Other One, Sun, and Search and Rocks. They're the headline horses, but don't forget that Black Fantasy was was um, competitive in the underrated Black Fantasy. Yeah, very underrated. Third in the Raconteur, uh, coming through a Derby preparation. Uh, War Jam's coming off two midweek victories, and Be Optimistic is uh, was dominant. Flying, isn't flying it? was dominant at Pinjarra last start. So yeah, yeah this is uh, this is a this is quality. Looking forward to it. Yeah, it certainly is. Um, so the markets came out. Bradley came out yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, where was his starting point? I think he was two fifty, two sixty. Other one and three twenty, three thirty. D voted. I think. Um, I think that uh, other one, son, will be the more popular of the two tipping wise. I don't know if the money will go that way. I actually, genuinely, it's just mm. a complete not a lottery what this will do late betting wise. Whether it'll be one of those, I presume, it'll be one of those two. I think Rock and Ori will be the third elect the whole squeezed. way through. Yeah. yeah, Search and Rocks will probably wobble as well. Kira might have to try and lead it just about from the that's outside gonna be game. The, that's going to be the fascinating part. Yeah, we'll touch on that shortly. It just does a bit wrong. The so speed I, and the tempo of this is going to be. Because I know Be Optimistic jumps well, but I know they, there won't be any um, designs on leading. They'll definitely, because we're trying to teach her more to settle and whatnot. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a fascinating one. I think Black Fantasy going so well. I don't think the Pierces will 
they're not a stable that I think change things up or maybe go, I don't know. So I don't know whether they'll instruct Lucy to go forward. It's, it's probably the one I'd probably like to see go forward, I think. I think that would be its, it's, its best chance. Yeah, I just yeah. don't know if they're – I think that's what they should do, yeah. whether they go down that path. They're pretty positive the other day. Lucy was pretty positive to hold a, hold a spot. <coughs> oh, landed, yeah. Landed fourth, fifth. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, was she? I thought she jumped really – no, she jumped really well in the restraint. I'm pretty sure. No, she pushed, pushed forward. To, okay. she, she landed. She basically Maybe took. Thinking basically, out so can yeah, land she basically took um, Rockinori's spot. Okay. Just kept Rock, pushing. That's the other one. Yeah. Rockinori won its first couple leading. Yeah. Paul Harvey's a obviously well noted from the front. Grant Williams isn't afraid to try things. After yeah. it was undefeated, he changed its tactics and went back with it. Yeah, that's true. Um, and it won, won I, the uh, Roberts. Yeah. I don't know if Rockinori's out sprinting the two good ones. In not saying there's a huge amount between them, but that might give it its best chance of winning potentially yeah. going forward on a on a wet deck. So um, yeah, a few options there. I, tactics. The way I just thought about this race is it shouldn't be run too quickly. It's going to be on a wet deck, um, so it's going to be slowish tempo, wet deck. Um, who do I think is better in that situation? Very simply, I just said devoted versus mm. other one's son. That's what I've narrowed it down to. Um, and I, I'm i just going to probably go against the grain. I'm, I'm going to go devoted. I reckon that last win was better than it's going to get credit for. It's had a big bump. He's lost the saddle. How well has he done? with a? With, he, you can never really tell. In his riding style at the end, if you watch it closely, mm. you can tell that he, he had to ride it slightly differently. Um, but I, I think the win was better considering the the mid-race issues it had, then the credit it will get. A lot of people say, I got the 1-1 one, one peeled out while other one someone's beat the trip. I, I still think that's a really nice win and holding off a horse pretty comfortably on the line like Rockinori, who's obviously come out and smashed all the 72 pluses. So um, I just, since it's gone to Michael Grantham, it's won a trial by five leading, and then sat deep the trip, won that trial over Osola Bay, who beat Advocator in Broome, which is great form. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then absolutely smashed Stay Safe, who hasn't done much since, and, and then won that race. So it's... To me, it's just um, I might be falling into the vortex, but um, this just looks like you're probably- well, We haven't heard that for a while. Yeah, I know. Mm. It's been, well, it has been a while. This, yeah. To me, it feels like potentially a bit of a, a railway horse later this year. Mm. And um, look, I, I expect the Toulton to battle it out in the straight, BJ, but if I can get $3 plus, I'm, I'm happy having a little bet here, but I must admit a big part of me just wants to be a, a neutral. I don't want mm. to be too invested and to be bloody not enjoying the spectacle, as you can occasionally do if you bet too much, so- um, what does Simon Miller say? If you, what's that? What does he say? If you haven't bet enough, bet more. What oh, yeah, it? yeah. What's yeah. his? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, it's one of my favourites, even though I can't remember it. Um, yeah. Anyway, I, uh, yeah, devoted for me, but I uh, wouldn't begrudge or definitely telling anyone not to back other ones on, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at the moment, what are we looking at here? Market wise, Terry. As we are recording, it is basically other one son marginally. He's two seventy two sixty. Devoted is two ninety three dollars, and Rockinori is say roughly three eighty three ninety. So um, that's sort of leading into a bit of how you sort of shape the market as well. I've um, I was three dollars other one son, and then I marked devoted and Rockinori equal four dollars. I thought their race their runs were. Pretty obviously they finished first and second, but Rockinori ended up probably one pair further back than um, expected. And I heard Chris Barnum post race was slightly disappointed with his with his ride. Um, and of course, was he? Yeah. Oh, I didn't think he did much wrong. I think he just just felt like he he lost his position early and wanted to be that that pair closer. And um, and interesting, the Winkers have gone on uh, to Rockinori. What'd you call me? 
winkers on uh, Williams horses in the past has been a very uh, yeah it's been a pretty successful sort of gear change but um, interesting I don't know what you think about this Terry this wouldn't really be up your alley at all but other ones on Bubble Cheek and Nearsight on yeah that's that, not, was, that was the final sort of that was the final straw for yeah you, the yeah. Bubble Cheeker um, you explain the Bubble Cheeker better than me probably but it's just basically a little punch in the mouth if you're a, yeah if you yeah. misbehave it's a yeah it's plastic sort of piece of gear that sits on the on the bridle with um i guess some little plastic spikes on them and um so when the when the horse wants to so this is on the near side so when other one side wants to lay in it just feels that bit of pressure from the uh from the from the bubble cheeker which in theory is supposed to straighten it up because it's it's um it, it will resist that uh the impact of the uh, the spikes on uh, on the side of its mouth there. So it'll be interesting to see. But other one son has been laying in noticeably and um, hasn't been denting its closing speed, but it has been um, it probably costed a race three starts ago anyway. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see the impact of the bubble cheeker, but I'm in the other one son camp marginally. Uh, a lot will determine by who goes forward, what sort of tempo. If it's a genuine tempo, I think at the mile, other one son is going to be the strongest horse at that, at the 1600 metres. And um, yeah, I think. Um, it, but if they go slow and it turns into a bit of a stop-start scrappy affair, then yeah, you know, Rock and Ori could end up being being suited. So, but in summary, uh, I think this is this is the Belmont Guineas for other one son to announce himself. And um, yeah, we've uh, we've all been looking forward to this one. But I think staying off the off the rail, one off, Chris Parnham um, working out into space on straightening, let this fellow loose, and I think he can run over the top of them and be strongest late. At the mile, so I'll take you on here, Terry. Terry's devoted. Um, I'm other one son, and it's uh, just going to be what a was great, your market, great race. Look forward. To it. Oh, it's three dollars. Other one son, four dollars devoted. Four dollars rock and roll. Oh wow! Yeah, you might not get a price if mm. the money comes. Other one son. Yeah, but you're hopeful. I think that you you might see a drift on. Um, yeah, you might see your three bucks. Other one son. Well, I just I thought the money would come for devoted. Actually, that mm. was sort of that was. I just the, don't know. I actually I the, genuinely the vortex guessing. vortex might be spinning, and uh, yeah, I might not have much reception, so I can't shorten it. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, the uh, that's the uh, the Belmont Guineas, the Waro of Belmont Guineas, and um, yeah, it's going to be a good one. Looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. Moving forward is the is race eight. It's the Tab Touch. Be better at life handicap over sixteen hundred meters, seventy two plus. One of Dubai Racing's very favourite horses. <laughs> Billy Ray, unbelievably, is going to go for is shooting for a third Saturday victory in succession. Just need, well, just need a bit of time. I'll tell you Billy. what, it's, yeah, I, I reckon I haven't backed Billy too many times, but we've found that it's last couple. Uh, tell you what, I if when we recorded last week's episode, we're expecting a potential heavy eight, mm. thinking that the inside pad could be slot because I was four bucks as I said, Billy mm. Ray, and um, yeah, so. Didn't really get as enthused about it had we known the rain wasn't going to come and that, that lane would still be okay come jump. But um, no reason Billy Ray can't win again. I think, again, it's sort of 5.50-ish and I don't, I'm don't. i not going to go in this time with as much confidence or any confidence uh, with the weight, with the up to the mile as well. That has to be a, a query. But there aren't many others I want to be on. No. Um, so, look, I'm, I think I was around in the mid-fours with Billy Ray and it makes sense. Uh, I think no apologies ready to go very close to winning one. It maps nice. It's... It's just super consistent. Coming out, the, uh, coming out of a fast race. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure I had those two and then anything from there. I wasn't I wasn't too perturbed. Not Sa that I was, Savage I, one? 
Uh, yeah, I don't know if Savage One would find the top here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Great Powers, Bombay style, will turn this into a mess yep. coming across. Um, Pat Scott Sass might sit. I'm not sure what they'll do there, but uh, it won't be the same type of setup for Savage One. And yep. Clint is obviously off, so I'm very happy to take it on. But um, yeah, I was 440, Billy Ray 590. No apologies. So current markets, there isn't a bet there for me because I didn't have much confidence. That's with a 93% market too. So mm. I went pretty low. But um, no, I'm, I, it's a type of race. If there's a certain pattern developing and wide's good or something, I might look at a, a national guard if it gets to 30 to 1. Or um, I might look, man, I think Fangio's ready to run a big your race. Man, your man, Tony G? My man, Tony G. Alkaline money last week was Fucking wild, wasn't it? What was going on there? Um, it'll probably win its next start, by the yeah. way. Just, I don't think that type of grinding stay is suited to rails runs, and that wasn't Lucy's fault. It just, uh, it was just on the inside pad, and she was choiceless. Actually, a really good ride in the end, in that sense. Um, but uh, yeah, might look at one if if those two don't creep out or something. But yeah, tough old race, BJ. Tough old race, but two clear ones for me on top. I don't know what I was doing with my pricing here, but maybe I might be right. I was three seventy five, Billy Ray. I just couldn't. I just chucked. Well, last so, week we were this last week, and the previous week we were the same as yeah. well. So maybe uh, we we have been wounded by Billy Ray, and yeah. it's yeah. You so most of the the shorty punters in WA hate the horse, and yeah, we've been, got yeah. a bit more love for it. Yeah, been heartbroken too many times by mm. uh, by Billy Ray. Um, Savage, uh, not Savage, Atlantis Beach, and no apology. Next best for me, six dollars. So three seventy five Billy Ray, Atlantis Beach, and no apology, six dollars. They're the joint second favourites in my market. Mm-hmm. Uh, Billy Ray on the quick backup as well. CJP, Adam Durant, bang bang. Um, Atlantis Beach off twenty eight days warrior. for Billy. Yeah, uh, not particularly. No, I'm not sure. Yeah. I, I got slight, slight concerns. At yeah, the yeah, but I, I just, you have to put no apologies. Has to see me. Has to be in your market. After how well it went the other day against uh, other one's son in that very fast sort of strong race, um, gate four Brad Parnham looks a nice setup for him. But uh, yeah. I think that uh, Billy Ray is just in the sweet spot now. So um, yeah, he's the horse to beat. Yeah, yeah, I uh, I agree. I think, I think, I think, I think. Yeah. So you were going to say I cut you off there. You're going to say something about Fangio. Oh, I just think Fangio can run a race as well. It, yeah. it was one. You watch replays and you have horses. I like to sort of denote horses. I'm pretty keen I'll be on next start, sort of wherever they go sort of thing, um, that aren't sort of that obvious. Um, you sort of find left field ones. And that was one of those ones I thought I'd be pretty keen on wherever I went next start. It just looks a tough setup um, from the gate. But uh, it swims and um, who knows by this stage of the day. And with some questionable speed in this, it might be a race where they bunch and Bring some uh, back markers into it. So Need, again, uh, it, it needs a William Pike top setup, doesn't yeah, it? Fangio? Yeah, potentially. Speaking yeah. of or, Pike, or, the, or the, there's a big wide line that's going well. So. Speaking of Pike, we have to give him a shout out, don't we? He's riding some winners. Uh, he's won the million dollar JJ Adkins on She's a Belter um, uh, last Saturday. Uh, Luke Fernie, Magic Moons, WA Magic Moons Tour Classic winner, it's flying over in uh, New South Wales base, but over the. Brisbane Winter Carnival, um, and uh, and Pikey, yeah, just uh, what a ride from the, from the gate to uh, get some cover and kick and hold on. It was uh, it was a perler from the the Wizard, and um, yeah, he's really just establishing himself as uh, a real rock star on the East Coast as much as he was on the West Coast. So um, it's interesting that his trajectory is on the up um, over the Brisbane Winter Carnival, heading into a huge. Sydney and Melbourne Spring, so um, look out, Pikey could be uh, could be the dominant force um, later in the uh, the big feature races in uh, 
on the East Coast later this year. But uh, And, yeah, congratulations to the WA-based connections of uh, Shiza Belter as well. Some filly you got there. So congratulations. But, um, but yeah, so Pike on Fangio would probably come in handy. Um, <laughs> Kesha's riding these type of horses as well. <laughs> he can pull one out definitely. But, uh, yeah, it needs a bit to go right. They did well, by the way, um, missing the Karakata and missing Amelia's Jewel and going over and doing what they've done. So it's all worked out an absolute uh, treat. They've pulled the right rein there. So just I don't think like, nothing just, was beaten Amelia's Jewel. But, but seriously, I think – when Justin Warwick made that move, people are sort of thinking, oh, mm. is this the is this a, well, how uh, many is of this our, a wise question decision? is how many of ours go across and fail? Honestly. Yeah, but also, like what would she what would that, that filly be worth now? It's incredible. Capital Have you see, did you see some of those uh fillies and mares what they were selling for at the broodmare sale no. recently? National on the Gold Coast? Incredible stuff. Yeah, like, right. Through the roof that market. So uh not only is she um now group group one million dollar group one winner on the track her her value off the track is just mm. unbelievable so and that uh justin did a did a similar thing what was that that mary ad that he that went across quillista quillista mm. uh half to red can man she um she won a couple of group races over there on the east coast and train uh, sprint as well justin then um <laughs> and they so, sold uh i think she sold for nine hundred thousand dollars and i think uh which was um, incredible stuff. So he's done it again, JT Warwick. Uh, wise, shrewd, astute, um, all of the above, uh, outstanding work. So, um, so, yeah, congratulations to everyone. What is the yeah. time for, Terry? It's time for the Get Out. What a version of it this week as well. Five, six dollars, the field of the Get Out Stakes, S-T-E-A-K-S. Who's it proudly brought to us by BJ? Market City Meets, of course, Terry. Uh, extremely popular Get Out Stakes. Um, sponsored by Market City Meets, the largest retail ch- butcher shop in Perth, located at the Canningvale Markets on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt runs the show, swing past, say good day. Timmy and his team will roll out the red carpet for you at the uh, at the Canningvale Markets there, Market City Meets, best in the business. Congratulations to episode 129 GOS winner, Peter Jeffrey. Um, so Pete locked in Billy Ray by 0.058. The official was point zero, point sorry six zero, so um, he was nearest the pin. There was Peter Jeffrey with his Billy Ray prediction. Uh, he is now a dual Get Out Stakes champion. Is our man Pete? So congratulations. Two hope times, you uh, yeah. hope you uh, have been out to see Timmy and filled your boots. But we're getting a lot of multiple Get Out Stakes winners here. People are. Uh, there's some pretty. It was 130 episodes. There's yeah. some pretty, but there's lots of entries. So <laughs> there are. Um, there's some people who wouldn't have won it. Some people. Ex West Coast people. Eagle, uh, hero, mm. legend Stevie Armstrong mm. has been uh, runner-up, uh, pushing ten times now. The new bridesmaid. Yeah, he's yet to. Uh, he's yet to get well, off the mark. He's been he entering every. He wasn't runner-up in 2006, was he? Mark Lacroix was. Yeah. <laughs> 2006. Yeah. 2006. 2006 yeah. Uh, so I mean, well, Christy Nelson. He was the original street bandit. Yeah. He got the. He got the win on the board. So, over to you, uh, Stevie Armstrong. Um, but yes, yeah, so the, the the amount of people that are winning this multiple times is incredible. So congratulations, Pete. Now to enter this week's Get Out Stakes, let us know who you think is going to win race nine at uh, Belmont on Belmont Guineas Day um, at the 1-1 one, one pod on Twitter. Who wins? Decimal winning margin. Two decimal places preferred. Someone put in a half length, like wrote out a half length. and That's two words, not two decimal places. It's, yeah, like I, like if they win, do they is, is, is it cause for disqualification? I don't know. It's getting- 100% it is. Yeah, yeah. I think it's- um, Don't suffer fools. <laughs> 
It's uh, very, very well and clearly stipulated what we require. It's not hard, but uh, nah. It's not hard. It's uh, just get your entries in, see if you can win that uh, sort gourmet of, beef package out. from Market City Meats. Over to you, Guru. It's not like you last. Sort it out. Sort it out. Now, over to you. I've got one in this. So I want to hear what you say. Well, it's the Peninsula Dining Room Handicap over the 1,000 metres. The dish. 13 horse. Field. Probably a wet day could be chopped up at this stage of proceedings. Yeah, three odd beads. His top weights yeah, coming out of a first up three odd victory. Got no white flag. Who was game in defeat last up? Paul Harvey, interesting booking back from yeah. suspension. He's uh, he's on board. One of the uh, all time Belmont one thousand meters wet trackers. Dia De Delarazzo resumes. Anything can happen with him in the field. The Guru, of course, is a part owner of Material Witness. How that horse didn't win last up, I still. Do not know. And uh, Sneaky Chance is an informed three-year-old from the Trevor Andrews yard who just got a little bit exposed in the breeds the other day. But it's, it's not a bad uh, way to finish the day on uh, Belmont Guineas Day. So um, what did I have here, Terry? Let's just take a bit of a breather. Top of the market, I had Beads and Sneaky Chance. They were 480 a piece for me. Um, 480 Yeah. Next in line was No White Flag and then... Material witness, my old faithful there at uh, had at the eleven dollar mark. Eleven bucks. Mm. Hmm, it's a bit harsh, isn't it? Yeah, well, I see because I had beads and sneaky chance four eighty. They're taking up a bit of a chunk, aren't they? So mm. no white flag had to have in the market as well. Um, I thought he, oh, I was impressed with that run the other day, even though he did lead. Do you think he's going to lead on this occasion? Think he's, going uh, get, he's going to get over the top of Traverne and find the find, yeah, the, find the. I reckon front. they'll be aggressive with Traverne. Mm. I can't see why they wouldn't be. I reckon that they're. Yeah, I can't see why they wouldn't be aggressive with Trevor. It's a far better horse on the fence. Um, make Paul Harvey sit in the breeze. It's twelve hundred back to a thousand. No white flags jump nicely these two times. Mm. But don't forget on occasion, if it resorts to its old tricks, um, it could sort of. So, so not no, get white, there no white flags been racing with earmuffs. Yeah, it's been racing with a very white face. Yeah, it's been racing with earmuffs. And now the earmuffs are off, but the earmuffs are on pre-racing. Pre-racing. Okay. All right. So that's a change. Yeah. Um, Interesting. So uh, you said that you had one. No, did I? Yeah, did I? You keep it on your hat. I don't know if I did. Oh no, I, I would have. Um, oh, I had one as in you own one. I oh. no, I, I would I would have backed one, but it's it's already off. I don't think it'll win. Um, but I saw that Dia Della Arte went up forty bucks with Brad this morning. I mm -hmm. thought I probably have something on that just because it's an absolute swim, a thousand meter or so. I can you can probably just sit through the trip here and didn't it win twice? It went twice. Yeah, both on run. on heavy tracks as well. So it's already into eighteen bucks here. So I'm not interested there. I was twenty, so I'm not saying like I was keen on Dia Della Arte, but it's the type of horse I reckon Vaughan would have waited for the, a wet day and had it ready to go and rock and roll heavyweight jockey on so it's probably not got anything dead in the saddle and um it's it's bread and butter it's one it's like a real true wet tracker like with well, 38 goes on on the dry decking for one win mm -hmm. um heavy or soft 18 goes for seven wins that's yeah. wild stuff like it's just a significantly better horse on the uh in the inferior conditions so um it's not going to be any better than three the troop and sh surely not surely not <laughs> well be, but be ruler did, 40 did bucks, the job yesterday yeah ruler. 40 bucks would have uh would have got me uh, maybe it will on betfair we'll have, have a look and see in all fairness from backing one at 40 to one the only place i can do it's betfair so um yeah, I, I'm not too sure. Beads, it's a stickier, slightly different, stickier map than the last time. Uh, only raced the older horses once when it failed potentially the end of its prep. 
Um, but yeah, it comes across. It'll run a race. I'm just a little bit longer. That's all with beads. Snow White flag needs to get across Traverne, otherwise it's in trouble. Um, not certain it will. So yeah, it's yeah six seven bucks six mm-hmm. six seven bucks. Um, and then you have Sneaky Chance, who I would have liked to see Sean O'Donnell probably in a slowly run race get into it a bit more. He never used a stick once mm. last start. I thought that was a bit odd, BJ, um, when Beads won. But uh, yeah, Sneaky Chance been up for a while, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna steer around it. State of power didn't go all that well. You'd have to improve. So. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Interior witness, I think, if they fan and um, gets the right run through. Um, he always made that form look good running second to Bright Diamond last week. So. Yeah, it was a good run at Eowaze, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, to be honest, I'm not that keen. A lot needs to go. I don't like backing back markers over the mm. thousand, but it's the last race of the day. Clint sticks. Um, yeah, I'm six, seven bucks, so. $10 each way. Material witness might, might just about do me, but you can maybe have a have a look at the deck first. And at your 11 bucks, it's it's not a horse I think that's going to be um, really come for in betting too much, whether you have to rush in and take $9, $10, you know. So, mm. um, yeah, I, I'm I'm open here again, BJ. It's a, uh, it's a very good finish to the day from an interest point of view. Strong money for Sneaky Chance last start was it was three eighty to three ten official. We're not sure what mm. was happening on the Betfair exchange, but I imagine well, it would have been some, something similar. Beads race with only three legs, obviously. Yeah, threes to sixes. So. Yeah, um, yeah, that and, was a funny old drift. And off, I thought off, off a big trial. I thought Sneaky Chance was was pretty good behind Eoways and Material Witness coming down the wider part of the the track at that stage, and Sean O'Donnell opted to go sort of angle outwards, yeah, uh, rather than go. Through the it was probably field. a better run than Material Witness, yeah. maybe. It wasn't much in it. No, there wasn't, it wasn't was, much in it. It was just a better ride on Material and, and, Witness. And yeah, you're right. Uh, and Seeky Tent sort of landed a ninth, tenth in running, and he always was fourth, fifth, which no one, not many people would have seen coming. And then I think there might have been an overcorrection last start. Do you know what I mean? Like yep. the other day, there was th- he was probably like, oh, geez, I got a bit far back, so I'm going to bounce this. And then uh, circumstances led to it, so her breezing outside he's gold and it was a very slowly run thousand meter race as well so i don't i just don't think sneaky chance ever 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 really got into a breathing rhythm and you could just tell that she was sort of wasn't her usual explosive self so from five tucked in just behind him um and uh i, th- I think this is a really nice option 54 and a half kgs for sneaky chance that you run this race so how's that do you tell her answer yeah you know so it's 41 to 18s Back out to thirty-five. I think someone's just had a bet and they've they've flucked off one bet and then they've yeah. put the price back. So there you go. Um, again, I'm not, I won't have a look till bet fair on the day. But um, yeah, I reckon it's one of those races. You run it five, six times, you get three, four different results. You know, um, yeah. I don't know. The only one, the only runner over my price is Material Witness. So I haven't gone into this. I, you know, I, know, I, I, usually I'll, don't tip, I'll, I usually don't tip my runners at all. You know that. Yeah, I'm, I'm quite different. Something so Material Witness. A um, lot needs to go right. But mm. uh, and you know how Clint will ride. I think there's sort of an understanding now. We're better off coming between runners. So he'll look for luck and, and ride in that particular manner. Um, even though with Dia de Arts in that three wide line, it could be a really important horse if the middle of the deck's playing well on a wet day late on because it yep. could take you right into it. You know, so. Um, yeah, fascinating stuff. Warman, see, so just some others in the market. I think, well, I'm, I'm not. I'm happy to take them on to a degree. Mm. Like I'm happy taking on No White Flag, back to the Thears, and I'm, I'm happy taking on Beads. Um, maybe uh, my, to my detriment, um, Sneaky Chance. I think it's deep into a prep. State of Power was a just a so-so runny fat last time, and Warman Fuzzy back to the Thears and won't lead. I'm, I'm happy to look around it as well. So. Um, 
Yeah, I'm, yeah, material witness each way. Three bucks a hole. Oh. Yeah, I'll be having something on material witness. That'll as do well. me, dog. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. It's could anything could really happen in this thirteen hundred meter thousand. A uh, thousand meter sort of thirteen horse field to finish the day, but um, but yeah, so that is the Peninsula Dining Room handicap. Which way did you go? Sneaky chance, but I'm definitely going to be having something on Mildred Witness. Um, can't help myself with that horse. It's going to win one day at uh, double figures, and I want to be on when it does. So you could, better could be sad day. You better. Um, all right, let's take a break, and we'll be back with our Betfair best betting propositions for Belmont Guineas Day. All right, we're, we've entered the home straight, Guru. It's time for our Betfair Best betting propositions of the day. Betfair Best. Betfair Best. BBB. Mm. Uh, race two, Reliable Star. Race two, Reliable Star as well. Very good. Best, bang. Easy one. Yeah. In that sense, still three bucks. Makes sense. Yeah. Mm. Makes sense. Um, mad, so... Listeners of the show are aware our maddies at the time of recording have to be or tend to be uh, $21 plus or 20 to 1 in the old. What do you got, Terry? Uh, I'll give you a couple. We'll go with Vaughan Sigley's pair, Rocky Path in the fifth, mm-hmm. and Diadella Arts, and now it's back out to the <laughs> price in the last. A um, couple of swimmers on a wet day. Um, discard completely if the rain doesn't come. There was a couple that I was eyeing off that was sort of $15, $17, but I'm going to stick with the, the format. And in the last, this horse just qualifies on some agencies, but uh, get back, run on horse, was uh, who was the subject of a massive uh, PRG-inspired plunge at uh, Pinjaro the other day. ATM, getting back from a low draw, weaving through, launching the big finishing grey who could run a, uh, a race at a price. Tell you what, if you have something on and it wins, I expect, I expect you to sling me something for... <laughs> Just for general heartache from our start. Uh, very good. I like it. Grey on a grey day. Grey on a grey day. What track? Uh, we got a lay. I actually haven't planned one here. I just went for all day session with the bar on the dreaded. It does make sense, doesn't it? The old dreaded, uh, the old dreaded B. Love, love shoe. all day. It was my best bet the other day. Love. Um, probably yeah, should have and it's a session that loves the wet too. Probably, probably should have won. But it's just um, the dreaded. Yeah, the dreaded is a the dreaded is a dreaded. Do you know who I should make my uh, my lay is Snipperucci, the horse I hate more than every yeah. other horse. And you're kidding me, Snip. Yeah. It was really brave last week. He just read fifty three, going mental and um, taking it on that sort of made things difficult. But uh, oh, geez, I don't really have. A, I'm just flicking through now, trying to come up with one off the cuff, BJ, and um, I'm having minimal um, success in doing so. Let's yeah, let's just take on Snipperucci. Just to be different to you. Other one, uh, all day session I've got significantly longer as well, but um, Atlantis Beach, I don't think, off that break. Mm. I was happy to take it on. Um, yeah, lay them all. Lay them all. Oh. They all can't win. Oh, so. We're done, mate. We're done. Enjoy your uh, your time death. Yeah, death. So next you- week I'm in, I'm in Bourne Mel as well. So Are next you? week he'll just get me on the blower for a bit. Yeah, you're going to have to find a, a ring in. To give DC or, or bring pistol, bring it or, or two. Yeah. Uh, yeah, get one of the lads and the lads involved. But uh, yeah, so it'll be two weeks. So, so away. Ne- next week there'll be no Perth racing. No, guru. I'll make a fly. You, you can get me on the on the fly. I've never been a big fan of 131. Yeah, episode 131. So um, no, get me on the blower. <laughs> Thank you again to uh, to Chrissy Parnham and um, and Scotty Embry. It was a, a, a epic 
showdown between two very sharp lads. Chris just keeps – we keep putting Chris only up against the best. Mm. I think, uh, you know, we might need to chuck him back to sort of a class three, class four, class five, and um, and I think he demolished the opposition. So he's just been thrown straight into Saturday grade. It's very El Fernie placement, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Straight to the uh, straight to the top, but line. we do need more people, more players. We certainly do. Yeah, we yeah. certainly. I reckon do. there's a lot of masterminds at home. Hundred percent, there that, are, that love the quiz. Yep. they play it at home, but they just need a little bit of a exactly uh, right. Nominate yourself. Nominate some mates. We want to get. Uh, yeah, we've got. Uh, we want to get uh, everyone involved. Um, it's a lot of fun mm. on a Thursday morning. So uh, whoever fills in for me next week, uh, good luck as well. I, uh, I look forward to tuning in. I won't you're going to need it. <laughs> yeah, you're going you're gonna to need it. Exactly right. But, uh, no, enjoyable as always, BJ, and um, I haven't really got much to send us. <laughs> just just enjoy the wet weather and, uh, and I'm going to go on. What about the Eagles? Eagles, yeah, good. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, we're we're good. Football yeah, no, going super. No, really enjoy, yeah, no, really nothing, enjoying, nothing to worry about. Really enjoying yep. supporting them. So, a lot of fun. So, go I'll, the budgies. I'll be there. I'll be there. Yeah, I'll no, I'm going to get there soon. Actually, what I'm going to do is, um, fuck, oh, but this should have ended. I don't know. I'm thinking, uh, <laughs> I'm going to go to the last game of the year and try and get a ticket at the bunker underneath because I want to watch JK run out, you know, in the flesh. Being a superstar. I think his last Optus game is a derby, which is the Dockers home oh, is game it really? as well. Yeah. Oh, I, like, okay. You wouldn't believe our last game of the year, Geelong away. Yeah, that should be that should, that should be pretty. Fuck it, they haven't invent, they haven't invented a number that big. How much we get beaten by that day? Ooh, this has got jeez. Uh, Me forty one dollars wooden spoon tickets looking alright at the moment. Yeah. It's just a shame the kangaroos are fucking horrid. Very <laughs> me. And can someone get Justin Picardo's opinion on the Essendon for me as well? I've seen nothing on Twitter. He's a angry man, isn't he? At times, isn't he? He loves baby? his cat. He does. He's a passionate man. <laughs> Feel like a passionate man. Anyway, that's enough. What are we talking about? Until next week on the one one. Oh, 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 oh